0: hey 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 it's me the kentucky guy hey i hope you guys all enjoy this episode of the red pill burn news podcast in this episode we'll be talking about uh, several different things including the u.s supreme court who actually denies the brunson case changing names of confederate ships installations and changing names of monuments and more things of that nature as well we're also going to talk about brazil and what's going on there as well as the new speaker of the house position kevin mccarthy all right so i hope you guys enjoy this episode and thanks so much for listening to the red pill burn news podcast Welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your award-winning, always trustworthy host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. If this is your first time joining the program, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. We are on all major outlets audio, such as iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. And the list goes on. Uh, Also, if you ever want to be a part of the show, you can always, or you have any questions, you can always email me at OLKentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's OLKentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. We do drop new episodes here every Wednesday and Saturday. Sometimes we do have special guests on. We do have one coming on in the middle of the month. Today, though, is going to be all about our country. The history, the current events, and all of that good stuff. So let's uh, also, for you sports fans and wrestling fans, I do co-host Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast with Donnie Cage. We drop new episodes there every Monday and Friday. A lot of interesting things going on in the wrestling world, if that's your thing. But today, 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 I want to go over... Today is Monday, by the way, and there is a reason why I waited till Monday to do this episode, and the reason is simply I wanted to wait on some results that were still out there to be able to talk about today, and there's so much that kept happening, I felt if it would be an injustice to you, the listener, if I was to do an episode on Saturday, because so much happened Saturday as well, as well as this morning. Okay, so let's get into the geopolitical economic collapse of the great country of the United States. All right, so another loss for the good guys. For those of you that have been following the Brunson case, the Supreme Court, once again, they did deny the case. They deny the official reason was standing boy we've heard that before i've told you folks by the way the book is still on amazon still for sale for those of you that haven't had a chance to take a look at it yet uh the name of the book is america the land of the sleeping by the kentucky guy so i i and i say it in the book and i and i've said it over and over again there's only one way and that's the military to get our country back I know, I know some don't, don't believe in that or don't think, don't see, cannot see a possible way of it happening. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Trust me. This has taken longer than I ever thought it would be. I would have never thought that we would enter into 2023 and this fake Joe Biden would still be in the title of the president. Of the United States. Would have, ne- would have never. Would have never dreamt it. When it first stole the election. Would have never dreamed at the beginning of last year. Still kind of shocked. Still kind of stunned. Over. What happened. And that nothing has happened. And every time I go to my guys. My team. My researchers. And I vent. And I do vent. I'm just like you. I get I get tired. Of Waiting and you hear somebody say mention a date i dare not repeat that anymore i made the mistake early on in this of doing that before i started the podcast by the way (laughs) but i did make the mistake because i was on other social medias i made that mistake i talk about it in the book as well and now when i hear dates i keep it to myself but it deep down because some of these guys are are A little bit they're nowhere near trump's you know trump's probably got a team of maybe five to ten people at the most and that's smart right we're in an information war do your own research by the way let me say that before i do any say anything else just to make sure i get it out there in this episode don't take my word for anything don't take anyone's word for anything do your own research. That's the only way you're going to truly know what's going on. And you need to. You know we cannot trust the mainstream media anymore. Digital soldiers. I'd like to consider myself one. have been doing this since the beginning. Since I heard General Flynn. General Flynn's speech about digital soldiers and information warfare. It's probably 80% of the reason why I started this podcast. He's such an inspirational figure. And we should follow what he says. And basically what he's saying is it all starts at the grassroots. Get out and vote. And he knows, he knows, he knows the midterms were stolen. He knows this. And, you know, sometimes just like, and I have to be honest, like him or hate him, Donald Trump is the master of this. These guys know how to say things and you don't really, and it's in code, I guess is the best way to put it. They're not really a lot of times when they're giving speeches and, they're, and they say things, you have to listen pretty close because a lot of time the meaning of what they're saying is a twofold meaning, which is pretty interesting. So in that, and, and Trump is the master of that. Uh, I, I've seen speeches and I've heard people talk about it afterwards and I would be like, well, where'd they get, you know, where'd they get that at? Where'd they get that from? You know, what, what these, what's these crazy conspiracies, conspirators acts, you know, what's going on in their head? What's rattling around in there? Where are they getting this stuff from? I'd go back and I'd slow the speech down. I'd listen to it to the part that they're talking about. And I was like, huh, that does make sense. I'll tell you another thing, something we don't really talk about on this program. And that's Q and the. And the Anon board. Something odd though. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it when we get to that subject. Some something something you really can't ignore. And don't get me wrong, I don't I still my opinions about that is up in the air. Because this I mean, four year and five year delta, have you really been planning this long? And it's possible. It's possible. But have you really I mean so the first subject, as I mentioned, The Supreme Court denied the Brunson case. However, the Brunson brothers do have another case out there. I just don't see how the Supreme Court can rule no standing when this is about individual constitutional rights. I don't get it. I don't get it. So let's talk about our woke. Gee, I wonder why, getting into this next subject, folks, I wonder why our military could not achieve its goal as far as recruitment for every, every service. Here may be a reason why. Changing names of Confederate ships, installations, and more. The Department of Defense began last week to work on changing the names of military infrastructure tied to the Confederate States of America. Task and purpose reported on Sunday. The work began with the disassembly of the Confederate memorial showing Southern troops marching to war with slaves following along. The monument had stood there for more than a century. Under Secretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment William La Plalant, today directed all DOD organizations to begin full implementation of the commission on the naming of items of the department of defense aka the naming commission and those recommendations pentagon spokesman briggs general pat Ryder, said on thursday according to the commission's final report the project will cost approximately 62.5 million dollars and this still is not an exact figure that was given by Ryder. The most significant changes in the project are nine army bases, all named after figures from the Confederacy and all located in the southern states, once considered a part of it. They include Forts Bing, Braggs, Gordon, Hood, A.P., Hill, Lee, Pickett, Polk, and Rucker. Among the commission's names, suggests will be changing Fort Braggs to Fort Liberty. I wonder, for those of you that read the book, I wonder how the PSYOPs group feels about Fort Bragg's being changed to Fort Liberty. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. The Department, the DOD has also requested that a pair of U.S. Navy ships be addressed, but the naming commission has yet to make suggestions. They include the USS. Chancellorsville, named after a battle with the Confederacy won, and the U.S.N.S. Murray, named after Matthew Fontaine Murray, a U.S. naval officer who later joined the Confederacy, but the vast majority of the undertaking will will be renaming roads, buildings, memorials, signs, and other small items, hurdling the Confederacy. It is an estimate that therein will lie two thirds of the project's cost. Wow. You know, they're taking down monuments. They've been taking down monuments since 2020. And now our military, and this, this is the kind of stuff right here that drives me crazy. Because I'm going to have some of you question me and say, well, if your military was in control, how are they doing this? Okay. Yes, the military, I still stand behind there in control. However, these are people in high-ranking positions, not the highest, but high-ranking positions, a part of these committees and commissions that were appointed by this fake administration is why this is allowed to happen. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think it'll last. I don't think it'll carry water. But who knows at this point? Who knows at this point? Okay, so let's move on to the next story. AOC, yeah, a lot of your favorite congresswoman out there, she calls for an end to Bolsonaro's Florida exile to so Representative Alexandra Orquez-Cortez, Democrat out of New York, is calling for an end to former Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro's exile to Florida in the wake of his supporters storming the brazil congress and presidential palace this just happened last night by the way i'll talk more on that here in just a moment two days before his term ended on january 1st and before the inauguration of the leftist and the stolen winner of the election luez and garcal the foreign president flew to florida where he is reportedly staying in a suburban orlando on Sunday, his supporters back home stormed Brasilia's, Brazil's presidential palace, Congress and Supreme Court, triggering, triggering comparisons with the January 6, 2021 election riots in Washington, D.C., and calls for Lula to find and punish the protesters. So let me tell you something. He left because he's going this Lula guy would have killed him. This is a very dangerous and bad person. Stole this election, and the big difference between the January sixth of twenty twenty one and what happened in Brazil last night was the Brazilians have given their government every which way in the world to fix this, and they just are not following the electoral guidelines, their constitution, and the main difference is. This was his actual supporters breaking into the Congress and the presidential palace in Brazil, and the people that broke into the Capitol Center were finding out more and more that they were hired actors, former FBI agents, Antiva, and Black Lives Matter. There's a huge difference there. Huge. Nearly two years to the day, the U.S. Capitol was attacked by fascists. We see fascist movements aboard attempt to do the same in Brazil. Cortez tweeted, We must stand in solidarity with Luna's uh, democratically elected government. Bullcrap. They are not. They stole the... So, the former president denounced the actions of his supporters, CNN reported, but has explicitly, has, has not conceded his election loss. Yeah, he's in Florida along with our current president, Trump, who never conceded either because they didn't lose. President Joe Biden has condemned the violence in Brazil and urged that the will of the Brazilian people must not be undermined. Whatever. That's what they're doing, Sleepy Joe. John Feely, who was the U.S. ambassador to Panama from 2016 to 2018, when the Central American Nation sought the extradition of its former president, Rico Martilia, said the most immediate threat to Bolsonaro would come if the U.S. were to revoke his passport. Yeah, we don't need to be doing that. His visa, I guess you could say, not his passport, but his visa. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> I wouldn't put anything past this administration, just to be honest with you. So we do have a new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, won his Speakership after 15 rounds of voting, agreed to vote separately on the 12 different appropriation bills from agriculture to defense spending to transportation rather than allow them to be bundled together in an end-of-the-year uh, omnibus spending bill. Like they just, they just jammed through last month. The twelve separate votes were key. Were a key ask of a far right deserters after conservative House GOP members blasted the one point six five trillion dollar bill that passed the House last month. With Matt, uh, with Representative Matt Gates telling Fox News the House rules should never allow a horrendous bill to ever pass ever again. McCarthy also agreed to cap discretionary spending at the level, at all at the levels they were at the beginning of the Biden administration for both defense and domestic spending as a part of a commitment to balance the federal budget within 10 years. Several House Republicans, however, criticized the measure, which could reduce national defense spending by $75 billion. And Representative Mike Waltz, Reportedly arguing, it would it could cut back the government into question. In response to the letter from the GOP members, McCarthy also agreed to create a subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government, which would be tasked with probing the federal government's information collection on private individuals, as well as going ongoing criminal investigations, potentially including the Department of Justice probe into classified documents at former. President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. McCarthy also agreed to reinstitute the Holman Rule, a law that allows for the reduction in government officials' salaries and any other compensation paid by the U.S. Treasury. In one of his biggest concessions, McCarthy agreed to lower the number of GOP conference members needed to start the process of removing a speaker, known as the motion to vacate, from 5 to 1. Even though he previously said he wouldn't budge on the number, and some Republicans worry it could bog down the House House with a weekly power struggles, McCarthy agreed to keep the Congressional Leadership Fund, a McCarthy-affiliate super PAC, out of the open House primary races for seats considered safe and to appoint far-right House Freedom Caucus members to seats on the House Rules Committee. Also, he promised to give the House members 72 hours to review bills before they come to the floor, to require a vote to raise the federal debt limit and to hold votes on congressional term limits and a border security plan, multiple outlets reported. Now, I like them all. I do. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to shock you guys. Okay. I have lost almost every bit of my respect for Margie Taylor green out of the great state of Georgia. And I know this is going to shock you guys because I've talked so highly about her. I said, I've almost lost all, I haven't lost all respect, but almost. Yes. She did not join the 20 and went against her own peers and stood behind Kevin McCarthy the entire time, which I feel a lot of good, Republicans done that and they were kind of falling suit and weren't in the know of exactly what were, what was going on. And that Trump, President Trump, as always, was being the genius behind it all to get the most conservative Congress rules that had to be conceded by the new speaker before he could be elected. It was, it was brilliant. I said it on my last show. He's a lot smarter than I am lot smarter than most of the people listening. It just is. The art of the deal, the art of the war. Go and read them. It's all in there. He's so smart. Anyways, my problem with her is she is still bad-mouthing the 20 in a sense. She's saying, well, this was already in there and that was already in there. And I don't really care if the act of vacate is five or one. Doesn't matter to me. I mean, maybe, I don't know what's, maybe she just wants on a committee that bad. I don't get it. But she needs to shut up because she's losing support. Wait a minute. Did I just say that? Yeah, let me say it again. She needs to shut up because she's losing support across the board. Sorry. Another guy. <laughs> Another Republican congressman. By the way, what I was going to mention about this Q drop, there's a Q drop that was, it was a, like a four or five year delta, right? It said, great win, W-I-N slash win W E N. And it was done and it had the number fifteen in it. And there's fifteen rounds, fifteen rounds of voting for the speaker of the House. It was exactly five years from the date that it was put out. And there was something else. And I'm kind of I'm like, you know, I, I've never really bought into that or I don't even talk about it that much. There was something else too. And I'm like, really? I mean it it, it makes you it makes you wonder makes you wonder i swear if it comes out that q and these five-year and four-year delta stuff is all true one day i'm gonna freak out because i I just i I just how do you know something that advanced? i mean you trust me they're not mind readers or future seekers i don't believe any of that crap though if they knew and this was true they've been planning it all along They've been planning it for four or five years. How else could you do it? It's the only way to do it. Just odd. So another another Republican we need to keep our eye on, because I just I think it's pathetic what he did. Representative Mike Rogers had to be restrained as he challenged Representative Matt Gates. By the way, once again, Matt Gates is the hero of the Speaker of the House voting. He's the hero, 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 hero. He's a man. He put a bunch of feathers in his cap last week. May not look like it, but he did. Tensions boiled over. The six holdouts, sitting firm, and the Republicans gathered around Representative Matt Gates, Republican out of Florida, and Laura Bobart, Republican out of Colorado, as the 14th vote for the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy was failing. McCarthy walks back. Let me paint this narrative. I'm sure you've seen it by now, but if you haven't, McCarthy realizes that he's not going to win again, even though he got Matt Gates, Laura Bobart, a few of them, to vote present instead of voting against him. Present helps him because it takes away from the number that he actually needed to win the House Speakership. And it ended up being true Because just like Nancy Pelosi did a couple years ago, he won the House Speakership with a total of a hundred or a hundred, 216 votes rather than the 218, which is normally required because when they vote present, it takes away from how many people voted and it lowers that 218 number. It lowers it. See how that works. So he walks down the aisle. He sees it's over, right? So he walks in. He is begging and pleading with Matt Gates to change his vote, to avoid adjourning till Monday or having another round. Pleading with them. Kind of, I don't know. Matt Gates stood his ground <laughs> and said, no, I'm never voting for you, pal. I'm voting for president. I don't know what he said, but he said, no, I know that much. So McCarthy, he walks away after trying to get his, Matt Gates's vote to change. <laughs> and Representative Mike Rogers, he's a uh, Republican out of Alabama. And he's a strong ally of Kevin McCarthy. He was very angrily, very angry in the face, confronted Matt Gates, telling him he would regret his decision. Lawmakers on the floor yelled in disbelief. As Rogers was held back by Representative Richard Hudson, Republican out of North Carolina, his left hand covering Rogers' mouth in a moment captured live on Newsmax and Press Pool cameras. Because actually, I was watching it on C SPAN and it was live. <laughs> that was something else, man. Uh, they didn't get a great shot on it, but you could see the one. Congressman putting his hand over and jerking his buddy back, which is good because, you know, this guy, Matt Gates would have whooped him all over the place, man. What Matt Gates, that guy's probably got 10 or 15 years age wise on Matt, on Matt Gates. Crazy, crazy. But Matt Gates and Bobart sat unmoved and they did. They didn't show any reaction to this idiot making a lunge out of a vote to his colleague, his colleague, by the way, on the same side. <laughs> they didn't. They, he didn't. Matt didn't say anything. He just smiled. And after McCarthy walked away, walked back, resigned to the motion to adjourn until Monday. Gates pointed to his right bicep in a show of defiance of the near conversation I didn't see that. As the votes to adjourn were reached, but the result not gaveled Gates walked down to McCarthy to tell him he would change his vote to adjourn to via to no via a red card from a 15th vote he said that would be successful it was an extraordinary moment that the house brought the house republicans to the brink and ultimately the moment they found their way back just one vote short of becoming speaker of the house mccarthy stood from his chair and walked down the center aisle to the back of the chamber <laughs> it was it was right at midnight never forget this the room felt almost silenced as it becomes apparent that the GOP leader was now asking Gates to change his vote to the, president, to the pres- to president, from President to McCarthy. Sorry. I I don't know who that quote was by, but they were actually there. Uh, Gates, who hurled personal insults at McCarthy just hours earlier on the House floor, said no. Now, I, I do have to give McCarthy credit. He did walk back down the aisle. It looked, he looked like he lost his best friend, but he did turn back around when he heard the two uh, the two congressmen, the one who put the his hand over the other one's face, Rogers, he did walk back up there to make sure it was over. And then he returned to his chair in defeat. One of the things that McCarthy said in his speech, first of all, he did think Donald Trump, and he would have never got it if Donald Trump would have made a phone call. The heated, the heated conflict wasn't did not change anything Donald Trump calling and talking to Matt Gates and the other guys to change their vote if, as long as McCarthy gave in all this which he did to change their vote on adjourning for the night it made it happen one thing McCarthy said in his speech that I really liked besides him thinking Donald Trump was I hope one thing is clear after he took the gavel this is around 1 a.m. in the morning he goes I never give up <laughs> 15 time 14 time loser Yeah, he don't give up. So, you know, the main thing, the main issue a lot of people had with McCarthy was two years before or right before or right after, I'm sorry, two years right after, no, two years before. I don't know what I'm thinking. Sorry. Two years before the January 6th storming of the Capitol, McCarthy had called it the saddest day he'd ever he ever had as a member of congress he also blamed president trump for encouraging his supporters who attacked the building and interrupted the certification of the president joe biden however just a few weeks later mccarthy traveled to see trump in florida and he made amends while many lawmakers denounced trump at the time mccarthy's florida visit brought him back into the fold and the former president was working the phones Friday evening, calling Gates and other holdouts. Quote, he was with me from the beginning, McCarthy said, after the final vote, noting Trump's phone calls as well. Now, I, uh, I, I think that there, McCarthy said afterwards that Matt Gates eventually got everywhere, everybody there to the point that nobody voted against me, persuading some of his fellow colleagues to vote present as well as in the end no Republican voted against McCarthy. They wanted it. They wanted to make his conference united and work together, McCarthy said, which is, I mean, it's, it's good. And I, and I, once again, I am in agreement. I am in agreement with the concessions that were made. I still don't trust Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> I've not flipped. I'm not a McCarthy guy. I know some of you may be wondering that I am not. However, I I do believe that he's got so much restraint on him right now that let's be honest, he is he's going to have to play ball. He's going to have to vote and be conservative because of because he can see how easily these things can be taken away from you. So it's going to be interesting. One last thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about because I know a lot of you a lot of you, ever since the pandemic started, 2020, I know a lot of you have, you still don't have your, we, we live in a new world almost, in, in in a sense. And I know some of you haven't been able to adapt or wrap your head around it and so forth. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's never going to be back like it used to be. It's never going to be, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about politics here. I'm talking about the world in general. Things are, all, things are going to be different. Technology is going to get, it's going to be more fast paced than ever before. And it's going to be a complex world. What I want you to do, and I'm going to talk more about this on the next episode. But what I want you to do is I want you to, if you feel that way and you feel stress or anxiety or what have you, it's not a, it's not a long movie. But it's well worth the watch. I want you guys to search for and You can watch it for free. You can stream it for free. VUCA. V-U-C-A. Just search for that. You'll find it. Search for VUCA movie. V-U-C-A. It came out last year, 2022. VUCA is an acronym that was coined in 1987 based on the leadership theories of Warren Bennis and Burt Nannis to describe or to reflect on the volatil- volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity of general conditions and situations, the U.S. Army War College introduced the concept of VUKU to describe the more volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous multilateral world perceived as resulting from the end of the Cold World Cold War world the reason right the reason for this is because at one time everybody was pretty much sure that we were going to get nuked in this cold war with the soviet union it was looking pretty grim so they come up with this the v volatile volatility the nature and dynamics of change and the nature and speed of change forces and change catalysts The U, uncertainty, the lack of predictability, the prospects for surprise, and the sense of awareness and understanding of issues and events. Complexity for the C, the multiplex of forces, the co-founding of issues, no cause and effect, chain, and confusion that surrounds organizations. A, Ambiguity, the haziness of reality, the potential for misreads and the mixed meanings of conditions, cause and effect, confusion. Sound familiar, folks? Does that sound familiar? So check it out. And the reason why I like the movie, the movie is a documentary. It's not just a regular movie. The reason why I really like it because it shows how to flip to, it shows a positive side and actually gives you a master a master plan on how to rethink for the ones that are still having trouble in this new world. And if you really don't think that this world has changed that much since 2020, you know, my hat's off to you. You're living a lot better than I am. You're living a lot better than I am. If you don't have any anxiety about what's happening and what's happened and this and that and still can't go see a doctor without wearing a freaking mask and what have you, you're all better than I am. We just had to say that. You know, you are a lot better off than I am. But anyways, folks, that will be all for today. We may have a, we will have, I'm not going to say we may, we will have an additional episode, uh, this week, at least one. I want to get back into a couple things that we were talking about on the last episode. Also, there are some new developments in the research. My guys have been doing when it comes to the, uh, Committee of 300, and so forth. So, and we we're going to talk about the Great Society, too. So if you get a chance, you want to be called up for the next couple episodes. You want to search for the Great Society. was well, going to be one topic. And let's see. Huh? And the other topic is going to be, aha, yes, is going to be the Foreign Relations and Trilital Commissions, the Institute for Policy Studies. And they are all hand in hand with the Club of Rome, the Committee of Three Hundred, Bilderbergs, Rothschilds, Rockefellers, yeah, you name it. All right, folks, and we're gonna get in that I know I know some of you have contacted me and you and you enjoy those episodes. And we're gonna get back into it. Like I said, just like uh, one of the greats, probably the great political talk show radio hosts, Rush Limbaugh every day Five days a week, three hours a day. We are not going to cut anything short on these special reports anymore. So you have been warned. (laughs) All right. You've been listening to the Red Pill Current News uh, Podcast. (laughs) With your host, me, the Kentucky guy. Hey, God bless and God bless America. Thank you guys so much for listening.